are we doing the this is the Jennifer Lewis podcast? Well, I don't know. I think we need to record. We should probably rec- have something canned so that we don't have to do this every time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Although last time, um, last time I did like an in edit, fuck, in edit, fuck, in editing episode three, I did use like the beginning cute part where we were like, you're like trying to explain it to me. Yeah. I did use that as the intro because it was very funny where it's like, I think we can do that. Yeah. I figured that it would be cute, but I feel like it's only cute like Once. once. And eventually our <laughs> yeah, charm will wear off on people. I feel like we need to get someone to make us an intro. Yes. Like, look, just find a clip from the show that you like. But it needs to and just put say. It. We do, you, so it just, if someone could just say, hey, this is Jenner Fluids with Austin Smart and Ariel Norman. In a cool voice. In a cool voice, because that way we don't have to say it. It doesn't feel cool for us to say it. Yeah. Yeah, we need a little song, you know, just like Something. that. You made it weird. We need the our version of that. Yeah. And, and if my voice sounds like more dude-like and raspy than usual, it's because my throat is fucked up. Don't like. <laughs> uh, put any gender points <laughs> against Austin on this. <laughs> or don't put any more than you already have. Yeah. <laughs> This is a this is a question that's gonna kind of might tie into the fetish we talk about later. But has being on stage ever like turned you on? <laughs> oh, um, I don't know. I feel like I want the answer to be yes, um, but honestly, I doubt it. Uh, e- and even after you know, do, don't you get that thing after being on stage, especially? The better you do, the more you feel 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 filled with like um, sort of adrenaline and like a cocaine like feeling that I don't want to have sex on cocaine either, though. Anything that's speed like for me isn't sexual. So I think for other people, I've heard that people enjoyed having sex on cocaine, for instance. So if you're the kind of person who'd like to have sex on cocaine, maybe you could get turned on by that context okay interesting but just being on stage you've never like been like oh yeah like this power this position like that is not does sexual it for, me. for me no <laughs> i take it it is for you no it, it's honestly never been for oh, me okay. either but just like you i for me like the stage is more of like a space of release mm. than like pleasure but for you you've always talked about how you really enjoy like the direct attention. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know if that maybe translated into some like minor, like subconscious, like arousal. I don't know because of course I do talk about sex quite a bit. Um, and sometimes I can be fairly flirtatious with crowds, especially when I'm being more free. I'm trying to think about it because I've definitely had some very intimate and honest conversations with audiences. Um, I'm trying to remember if I've been turned on. I don't know. I think I don't care enough about being turned on to even remember that because what I care more about is um, feeling like I just killed it and people love me. Uh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I I think the closest to being turned on from like getting off stage from me is the fact that like if I do kill it or I do really well, I never feel more attractive than that point. Ah. So like it's not an actual arousal for me, but like 
if I kill it or something and then I get off stage, like I feel hot. Like I feel like it boosts my confidence level and therefore my own perception of my attractiveness. For sure. I will definitely say I feel much more attractive after doing well on stage. And, and I have definitely received sexual attention from people. Um, and enjoyed that. Oh, I oh, I forgot what I was going to say. It was something funny about uh, just oh, beca- oh no, I was wondering about this for you too. Because as much as I can feel confident and um, like people, uh, you know, might be attracted to me <coughs> or tell me that they're attracted to me, I still, if I think about it, remember all the disgusting things that I just said. Um, or embarrassing, personal, gross, whatever. And I think, are y'all really still attracted to me? For sure. You know? I've had that moment where like, where people have flirted with me after the show or things like that, but then they bring up one of my jokes as like a way <laughs> to like endear favor. And it's like, oh man, that's like the last thing that I want to hear. Like, I don't need to hear about my, I know my dog dick joke is hilarious. I'm glad you think it's funny. Yeah. Not the appropriate moment to bring that up. Yeah, it would be an interesting thing for me if a girl was flirting with me having just seen me and then told me how much she liked my fucking myself with a tampon bit or something although that's not even yeah. necessarily gross if no, you I was really like that one's more that could still be kind of sexy i mean to me if you're on your period it's not sexy but i realize that i have a lot of internalized um <laughs> misogyny uh, that that's got to be coming out there so that's fine. You're probably into the more period bug, the better. I mean, no, not that formula <laughs> of the more, the better. <laughs> okay, so you draw a line somewhere oh, on... Boy, can, <laughs> I can't even tell you how many relationships I've ended because there wasn't enough period blood. Yeah, you know, if you're into squirting and bleeding and oozing, you know, you need a, a prolific woman. I mean, my family's always just said half the blood, half the woman, so... Exactly. You don't want to disappoint your mother. Mm-mm. <laughs> and she is the one that taught me how to do everything I know. So well, I know a lot of people are really into blood, to period blood stuff. Or I mean, okay, I f- more often hear just people saying, "I don't really mind having sex on my period." Um, some people say they get so turned on uh, when they're on their periods that it just would be crazy for them not to. And, yeah, the cleanups, whatever. But um, but I'm sure that there are people who are particularly into period blood oh there for sure are i've seen not only are there people that are into like period blood and period sex in particular Mm -hmm. but there are like tampon and pad fetishists and things like that who like seeing those inserted or being worn or like what you might call the aftermath of once they're removed um well i do have some personal experience with it but somebody that i know i'll just put it this way um did enjoy uh, or does enjoy smelling pads um, and I don't even think it's particularly sexual for her. Oh, I think it, I think it's sexual, but I think a better way to characterize it might be erotic. Well, I wonder. Because so it's a deep seated like pleasure that's based off like that. I feel like, like she likes smelling pads. I feel like that's some sort of very primal, very like intense internal like eroticism surrounding this taboo hmm. thing. I always assumed it was more akin to enjoying the smell of farts or poop or something where i don't think of that as sexual i think of that as like i don't know humans are gross look at dogs they're sniffing poop we're all just animals and something in us is interested in interesting smells 
Well, I don't think even people who like the smell of shit and like the smell of farts are interested in that smell in particular. Mm -hmm. I think that smell is just so intensely associated with like the action of farting. So like the smell is like a olfactory recognition that that action has happened and it's a degrading or humiliating action in some way. Hmm. Either being farted on or in a room where they're being forced to smell it. And so the smell is the byproduct of the thing that they're having to deal with. Interesting. I always thought it was more like <coughs> smells that are intense are just can be inherently interesting. Kind of like really intricate oh. food or, or like or like really flavor like really intensely flavored foods are just inherently interesting to my palate because um I'm a foodie, you know, but but smells uh if they're very strong I always have a love-hate relationship to people's body odors because I think I do have a keener sense of smell than the average person and I'm very sensitive and there's some people at work who smell very bad. Um, But there's body odors where I'm like, I can take in a little and be like, okay, all right, I can see how that's... But but I also think I'm very buttoned up sexually and so this is interesting. I never thought about that, though, the fact Mm. that the more intense smell might have a greater appeal or that intense smells or flavors or actions have a greater appeal. I mean, it makes yeah. sense now that I'm saying it out loud. It's like, yeah, of course. It's just sort of inherently more interesting because you're like, whoa, that's something. That's <laughs> just like, oh, like if you watch a dog, they're led around by their noses because it's such a strong smell for them. Yeah. And, and they're down to the ground where there's all this going on. And of course, they're gravitating toward just the more intense smells. Have, do you have, well, I guess you're not sleeping around anymore, but like. Back in the single days of Ariel, did mm-hmm. you have like particular vagina smells that you liked? Because there, I think there's like, well, so far I mean, as I, I think there's like six to eight categories of vagina I've, smell. I I agree. I think six to eight feels about right. And, and I like uh, four to seven. Yes, and and even with when you have one partner, I mean, there's monthly cycle phases and stuff. So there, I think there yeah, are but different. That's like that's like a band experimenting with his genres. Like it's not really changing. It's just there's kind of core base. But yeah. I feel like I feel it's like always it going to be that band a range. Um, but yes, there are different smelling vaginas for sure and i definitely have preferences but i also think i also wonder if that doesn't just have to do with whether when i have stronger feelings for someone is that why i like their body odor i like their vaginas because when i was with women who i didn't have a strong feelings for especially not as strong sexual feelings for like i wasn't necessarily you know into it but is it because katie's vagina inherently smells better and her bo is just inherently i don't think probably just because i mean i don't know i would say you should check it out but uh, (laughs) (laughs) like don't actually want it's not gonna be sexual we'll just Just, bring you over it'll just be like on a q-tip it's a a 10 minute thing just come over yeah um it'll be a swab uh no i mean i don't think it's i don't think it's inherently more attractive to you i think you like you, when you were talking about how you like sex when you're in love, mm-hmm. I think you don't like smells unless you have a positive emotional association right. to that person. Right. And so Katie is your strongest positive emotional association. Right. So therefore, all of her smells are generally pleasant to you because it's a reminder of her. So I wonder then if that would be a spectrum where friends that I like, I I wouldn't necessarily like love their smells, but I would be fine with them. Whereas a stranger or someone at work who's kind of annoying anyway. Um, I don't know. You know, like their smells are going to be foreign and disgusting. But I don't know. <laughs> I, I wonder if there is some 
objectivity to it. If there's some where, like, yeah. these are smells that I do like, these are smells that I don't like. I think for sure there's an objectivity to it. I just think in, like, relationship situations or when you're questioning why you like, like, the smell of Katie or the smell of a person, I think your attractiveness or, your, like, your emotional connection to them plays more heavily into it than you liking or disliking a smell. Because, like, let's yeah. say in a hypothetical situation you hated Katie mm-hmm. and then you smelled her chances are you would probably hate those smells and have a negative association with them. People people who hug her, for instance, I'd be interested to pull because a lot of times she does come out in the world um, not necessarily having taken a shower for a day or two. Um, and so I wonder if we could run a, an experiment perhaps where we had people hug her who didn't know her. And let's just go ahead and rate her smell uh, versus someone else of your choice. Yeah, we would need like a control or like a second or third even. We need person. a few people. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. So if you have any undergrads who are listening and you need some kind of dorky psychology project, this is really easy. We have corporate sponsors. Insert your ad here. Yeah. And yeah, because listen up, <laughs> corporate sponsors. You could. This could be when people are listening to us. Uh, you know, sing your praises. <laughs> like what are your thoughts on pubes so Mm -hmm. pubes i feel like directly like influence the smell of like somebody's genitals yeah just from sweat collection and musk and all the lovely things i don't like is the word musk you don't like musk i hate the word musk yeah it bothers me well good luck being masculine and buying cologne oh i know my my deodorant is called iced musk and ginger i already have to deal with it but um pubes you know i actually feel like i've undergone a a recent change of mind uh, about this too um i mean this is something i talk about on stage how like when i was a young lesbian it was just understood you were getting rid of all of them and then i don't know at what point i mean it was when i was 21 or 22 or something that I no it wasn't even it was I feel like it it wasn't until I was like 23 that I started really thinking oh maybe that isn't what everyone's doing maybe this isn't a necessity yeah well I really do I honestly just cared about making sure that I was normal you know or acceptable yeah like I didn't I didn't even think that much about what I might prefer in a partner. I kind of assumed I would prefer um, it to be completely shaved, but then, um, yeah, it really was because I would hear, I think it was, there's a couple of male comics, like famous male comics, I don't even remember who, Louis C.K. might even be one of them, who, who made a joke about how, um, it you know, for a clean shaved vagina is, is like a baby's. And so I was like, oh, okay so maybe we're not supposed to do that i would i would try to like watch porn and and see what people are doing but i thought well but who knows if these eastern europeans are on the same wavelength and also you know maybe they're porn stars maybe that's just what porn stars do everyone says sex isn't really like it is in porn so maybe pubic hair isn't really like it is in porn and 
but then so I would just kind of really try to match what the other chick was doing you know but then there was a chick who didn't shave at all and I was like mm, no you finally had your first real experience with your first real experience with like oh I don't like this thing and this is a thing that I don't like not yeah. just uh this doesn't fit in with what I've been seeing or been told well and who knows if I could not if I might be able to get used to it um, or if I really loved the woman, if I would have been into, if I was really in love with her or something, if I would have been into it, but it was just like my hand starts wandering and I'm like, Oh, that's a lot of hair. Ugh. Um, and so, yeah, but, but now I don't know. I like, um, you know, I'll just say I like some, I feel like that's where most yeah. people have come to now. Right. It's like, just kind of clean it up a little, like, I don't know, but yeah. I feel like unless you're into it or you're trying to intensely make a political statement, mm-hmm. everybody should do a little bit of trimming. Yeah. Just for pragmatic reasons of like, it's easier for me to finger fuck or just fuck you. Yeah, like not get if, hair in your teeth all the yeah, time. And I don't need you to shave it completely, but if you could just take like, just take some like scissors or like go yeah. buy some kitty scissors and just, if it's an inch and a half tall, take it down to half an inch. Just it's fine if it's It's fine if it's fluffy. Mow it's okay. Lawn. Well, let's just be honest. Like, some vaginas <laughs> need some hair, you know? Word. Like, there's some. They that, Sure, you can be, you can be <laughs> com- completely shaved if you have, uh, you know, a very tidy, pretty, nice little, but, you know, if it's <laughs> and certainly if you've had a couple of kids, like, you probably need to. But I don't know. I, I would be interested in um, the topic of what about people with penises, uh, I would say men, but you know, here we go. I don't know if it's different for, I don't know if it's different though. I mean, I would imagine it probably would be different I'm being trans. So let's talk about that. First of all, how many men are doing how much, um, manscaping, which ugh, I, I think call it that. most guys do a tiny bit. Okay. I don't think most guys do a lot. Yeah. Just from the dicks I've been around and involved with. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like most guys are pretty all natural yeah um until you get into you know queer communities yeah but then uh, yeah it's such an interesting thing it's like you know a lot of twinks gonna shave everything okay that yeah the twinks shave everything but i feel like most gay men are really into body hair and and enjoy it not i mean i don't think we could generalize or be or be that specific you don't think the majority of gay men because i feel like okay there's bears and there's twinks but i feel like with like take the average gay dude it seems to me from what I read or, t- or have talked to people that they would be. I feel like your average gay guy is going to be like into like your average person's body. hair. Right. Okay. Like, I don't think there's any crazy like. No, I just mean in terms of they're not hoping that you shave stuff. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, I love hair. I'm, I'm, I'm attracted to men and I love hair. Yeah. I mean, I love a, I love a hairy body because it's a man's body. Like I love a natural man's body. That's what it seems like to me. Yeah, that might se- that seems fine. But there are some people; they, these twinks are shaving <coughs> stuff, and there are some gay men who are really into that, huh? Yeah, well, I mean, so for me growing up, mm-hmm. I started shaving because it was feminine, mm-hmm. because it was a way for me to express that, and that no one could see or deal with. Right. So it's just a me thing. Um, I stopped doing that because it's painful and annoying, and I get bad razor bumps, sure. and then I just itch for two weeks. It's not really that pleasant. I mean, now I don't really shave. I shave some. I'm more like tailor. I call it like tailoring because sure. there's like, 
have different lengths for different areas. Like I make sure my bikini lines in so it's not there's not like hair poking out the sides mm-hmm. if I go swimming. But like it's for me it's harder to hold a tuck if everything's completely shaved. Because the skin on skin's so slick, it'll slide oh. out more easily. And that hair absorbs a little bit of moisture and a little bit of oil and keeps things in place. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. So there's some pragmatic concerns to it. So the twinks who are shaving everything. I don't think we should focus on the twinks shaving everything. I think we should just say the people shaving everything. Fine. Because it's not just the twinks. But those people, um, do you think they feel like they're doing femininity? No, I think, like, if it's, like, a dude, like, there are a lot of straight guys who shave everything, and Mm. it's just, it kind of makes your dick look a little bit bigger, some people say, and I do think that's true, that, like, if you have a giant bush of hair, Mm -hmm. if you cut that back, it just visually, like, gives your dick something else to be scaled against. That's a good point. So, and also, like, some people say, I don't know how true this is, I don't think it's true at all, that you can get deeper inside somebody if you shave all your hair off. I'm pretty sure that's 100% It would be very fractionally deeper i think but yeah right um yeah i think they're doing it just as like a sexy thing yeah the aesthetic okay because i've seen a lot of like heterosexual mask dudes on fat life that are like doms or tops but they're like completely clean shaven and like buff yeah yeah you're right yeah okay cool gotcha um why do you ask uh, I, I read an article where they were just talking about how the opinions on like pubic hair has like shifted uh, in recent mm. years to where not only is there like a more a greater acceptance of pubic hair, but there is like a wider variety of like pubic hair styles now than there was previously. So huh. now it is more about like what you individually want as opposed to what is like culturally like expected. Well, so there was a period that you talked about where it was like, oh, everybody needs to shave. Yeah. Like, that's the new norm. Yeah. And that was around for a while. And before that, the full bush was a thing. And right. then, like, the landing strips was a thing at one point. And, right. like, now it's gotten to, uh, there's been the full pendulum swing back to the all natural mm-hmm. and then everything in between. Well, so, yeah, because I've seen a, a, some stuff online or maybe some friends kind of showing me some pictures of like oh haha I did this design to be funny but apart from like oh I'll put a I'll make make a design of a heart instead of just a little strip are there really any options that I'm not thinking of besides I mean I think like so I think so Mm -hmm. I think it depends on like what your like sexual life entails and like Mm -hmm. what you're prioritizing so I've dated girls that leave like the hair all in the pubic mound just up to where the vulva is and yeah. just shaves like your outer lips totally okay and, like, your is asshole. there a name for that um i think it's like a half brazilian or something like that oh okay uh, or something because a full brazilian wax is like waxing everything um so half brazilian <coughs> is just the the folds and holes i think so folds and holes okay or like for me, well, they just call it folds and holes, but all right, it's way easier. Let's be specific. Wait, why do we have to bring Brazil in? I want to wax folds and holes. Yeah, yeah, I think it because like if you're getting fucked in the ass a lot, mm-hmm. like I feel like having a shaved asshole or a waxed asshole is gonna help. It's a necessity, really. Um, some people obviously don't do that because they're bears and they like hair, and I've just seen other people that have hairy assholes that don't shave it, but like. For me, it's God's necessity. Otherwise, yeah. it's just uncomfortable and like itchy. And 
It's not a fun fun thing to do. You're saying it's itchier if you get <coughs> fucked in the ass when when you have hair. If, yeah, for me it is like or I just can during the fucking. Yeah, I can definitely tell like an increased amount of friction. Oh, as opposed I see. to like if and I have no hair. Friction, yeah, know? I don't really need much more. Yeah. For some people, I know some people that are really into like uh, having their vagina beaten like hit with different things and so they shave it because they like to be able to see the bruises and marks i see so like for them it's not like a i'm getting fucked thing just visually they like to see the results of what happened to them where does that shit come from what wanting to get your vagina beaten i think it's just a sensation thing so guys are really into cock and ball torture and things like that Mm. i think it's just a because i think a i think vaginas are much more resilient than people give them credit for and B, like, as long as you know how to hit a vagina, mm-hmm. I feel like that can be fairly pleasurable. Like, a deep, impacting, kind of thuddy. Okay. Like, yeah, anything hit. with a good thud to it can be a decent kind of pain. That's true. Yeah. You know, some people shave pubes because it's an act of control. So, someone tells them they have to shave their pubes or, like, request it in a relationship. Like, hey, I really like looking at people with this style of pubic hair would you mind doing that for me i always used to it doesn't i feel like it doesn't happen as much anymore but when i would look through erotic fiction a fairly common thing would be for the guy to want to shave a chick's pubes to like get that permission sometimes it would be a girl wanting to shave a girl another girl's pubes too um, but that that would be, they always presented it as like, this is going to be sexy. This is going to be a sexual thing. But I always kind of wondered <coughs> if it wasn't just like the guy wanted the chick to shave her pubes. And so he was like, Oh, it's a sex thing that I'm going to shave them. No, I think it's a sexy thing for sure. Cause I've also seen that in like the world of like, uh, daddy, little girl play. Gross it's a girl. thing. It's a thing like where the daddy be like, no, no. It's like little girls don't have that. Like we need to go fix that. And then, like, go and shave it off. There are just videos of, like, people who are, quote-unquote, like, littles or little girls or, like, schoolgirl-type situations, like, being shaved and, like, yeah, okay. made to be littler. That's horrifying. Yeah. Um, no. That's what? sweet. Is it? Yes. How old is this girl supposed to be in the... Don't ask questions, Ariel. Okay. She's over 18 while they're filming it. Who cares how old they say well, she is? Well, but this makes me wonder, too, this whole thing where you say... D- daddy little girl play is that fantasy that this is uh, a girl and her father or is it just a little girl and a father figure in people's minds i think it's both okay. i don't think you can get too specific with it so some people obviously get like you mentioned are really into incest like every kind of weird out there erotic fiction for some reason seems to bring in piss and incest yeah, I, uh, I feel like you said at one point that I'm really into incest, and that is not true. What happens is I'm no, no, all the like time finding you, it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Like the erotic fiction. I just you're for reading. the record, just yeah. in case anyone heard that, <coughs> gross. But and you're gross if you're into incest. No, you're not gross if you're into incest. Everybody, hmm. Ariel's just wrong and closed-minded, as Fine. this entire podcast <laughs> is an example of. Literally everything uh, we brought up, your first reaction is like, ew, that's wrong. Yeah. Like, well, ew, that's, that's gross. That's my role. Yeah, but if you cry wolf cop, so many times. Cop. It's not crying wolf. I will give my real opinions. No, I know that your real opinions, oh. but like your gross meter like loses validity because if everything is gross, then like what's really gross to you? 
Well, you don't have to answer I that now. G- maybe I should give things a, a grade of how gross they are. To okay, me. so let's do. Do you think we need to do a one to five or one to ten? Let's try one to five. See if it works. Okay. What would like a level one gross be to you? Level one gross would be. I I, I don't know. I we'll, we'll just have to start somewhere. Um, we'll call. Well, I'm gonna hold off on a one. I don't know what a one would be. Let's call P a two. We'll put poop at a four. Okay. Um, let's put. So those fluids or bodily functions are separated a little bit. So two is pee. Yeah, four like is poop. You know. So what's in between it? What's your three? What bridges that gap? I don't know. Maybe I need to make up a chart. I, so can, what I can't about commit bestiality? to the scale. Oh, okay. Bestiality could be uh, depending on the animal. It's some of some bestiality could be a three. Uh, so worse bestiality than pee, is less worse than shit. In some animal, yeah. So I would have to think of like what a less disgusting animal. But if someone put their penis in a dolphin blowhole out of curiosity, okay, uh, that it's probably like there's enough. That's probably at a two from. I, I don't know if you there's know what, enough gray area in bestiality that it lands it in the middle as opposed to shit where it's if, like, look, you're dealing with shit now. Yeah. There's not a lot of wiggle room. If you're a lonely farmer who's fucking your sheep because you do not have a wife, your wife has died. And you're, she's the love of your life. You're heartbroken. You live in a small, you know, rural area. And that's the, you can't afford a flashlight. You probably never even heard of it. Uh, although if you could afford a flashlight, and it would if, be superior. You wouldn't have to fuck your sheep. And this guy's a listener of the Gender Fluids podcast. So if Fleshlight was a sponsor, he would have had one. He but he doesn't. So now. now he has to fuck this sheep. He's fucking sheep. If that's the case, as I feel, I feel empathy. <laughs> um, and uh, I don't think this man should be in prison but uh i find it to be gross and i would put that probably at a three whereas i will say that if you are fucking an animal out of curiosity and it's not erotic and pitiful in that way or i'm sorry i should reserve the pitiful judgment but that's how i really feel but if it's not really erotic for you but you're just wondering how it would feel then i actually don't think it's that gross Okay, so what would a five be then? I would put incest and pedophilia and, I don't know, what's worse than incest and pedophilia? or what's Murder, cannibalism. Oh, yeah. Can- okay, sure. Well, I don't even think of that as that's a sexual. Like, that's like, a little into the... If, yeah, the snuff type stuff, um, all of those things are so are very disturbing to my psyche in a way that makes me feel very repulsed at a level five, yes. Okay. I feel like you should do a six level because I feel like we could probably go six. I feel like that stuff is at six at like the unforgivable level. I feel like stuff like the incest particularly is at five or it's pretty high up there, but there's still a little bit of gray area and wiggle room where it's like, because people calling each other daddy is incestual. Okay. Well, yeah. See, this. so like that's that little 1% sliver that doesn't relegate it to a six. Whereas like murder, no one. Okay. No one walks around casually like joking about murder, but people will casually call right. each other daddy. Also, it depends, oh, you're right? You're a hot mama. Is this father-daughter incest? Is this brother-sister incest? Is this uncle-niece incest, but the uncle is not blood-related? Is it the stepfather? I mean, <coughs> th- yeah, those are all v- rated very differently to me. Um, but I think five's a safe rating for that because it's pretty high up there for you, it seems. Five, five is a safe rating for something like for blood relative incest i think as we go through this we should start rating all the things that we talk about for you yeah so we can like get a clear idea of where you're at sure well we'll just because do like, that in the future yes 
Yeah, because like with the daddy little girl thing, you know, you asked like, is this her father or are these just like right. a, a dad figure? That's an important answer, distinction to me. Well, the answer is both in some cases. Like some people, it is like a, I am your father and like I'm fucking you, but not. It might not be as an intense of a role play as like a, I actually am believing I'm your father and you're believing you're my daughter. Right. We're just instantiating those roles to add a little like hot weirdness to boonus to the. role play as opposed to some people who really get in that headspace of i am your father you are my daughter and i am gonna fuck you or things like that i just don't see how you can't you wouldn't you would be able to not think of your actual father or daughter as the case might be um if you were the kind of person who was into this maybe it's because my dad is um not hot maybe some people have hot dads maybe their dads are dead like i don't get it I don't know. I think for some people, it's just easier to make that mental separation. Like you're Uh so clearly in a space that you would never be in with your actual parent that it's a far-fetched idea to bring them in. But isn't the idea to psychologically put yourself into the place of like, this is my father. No, you're not actually imagining. I mean, maybe some people, I mean, I'm sure. Look, everyone wants to do something. There's like, if we mention it, someone's probably doing it. I'm sure somebody probably wants to imagine their actual father is fucking them. I think for most people, it's about the power dynamic. It's about the taboo nature of what you're doing. Hmm. I don't think most people want to actually fuck their parents. Not, I'm not saying imagining their actual father. I'm saying uh, that when they're role playing, they're imagining, oh, this is this is my dad, not my actual dad, but this is my dad in this fantasy world. Yeah. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that you're putting all the emotional baggage into it that your actual father has. This is your fantasy sex dad. So for these, what, like two hours or three hours, this person is your father. Whenever we talk about fetishes and things, we always say, like, you know, you're a human pony or you're mm-hmm. a adult baby. There's always a pre, like, something added beforehand. Okay. And I think that's really smart because it is like, yeah, you're not actually that thing. And I think it's next to impossible for people to really get in that headspace and become that thing. You're always going to have a part of your brain tethered to reality, which is what allows people to do stuff yeah. like that, like odd incest play or really get into it. Yeah, I guess for me, though, that's there's this clear need for the distinction to be made. Like I could see fantasizing about a stepfather a role with a you know like because yeah. that you're breaking this taboo and that that's a huge taboo you're breaking and power dynamics but there like my my taboo um uh, instincts uh, just are, are working as they you know i seem to be supposed to work which is to say that there's a there's something that it seems to violate to me to to for to be fantasizing about your father um, having sex with you that just is such a barrier for me because I'm like, no, you would be ruining the bond yeah. between a father and daughter. Well, that's why you're not into it. Right, okay. Well. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, other people just don't have that. Is there anything that is disgusting to you that you feel like if you had a partner that wanted to do that, you wouldn't be able to do it? There aren't many things, really, for me that I just wouldn't indulge a person in. There's a lot of stuff that doesn't turn, just doesn't turn me on. It's not my thing. But if I'm dating someone and in love with them and they ask me to do a thing, I might have to work up to it over a period of time, but I'll probably do that for you. But stuff like, like I remember one night I was having a conversation outside of Cold Town Theater people, and I was drunk and just being like, 
if you were like deeply in love with somebody and they, you knew this was the person you're going to be with the rest of your life, would you shit in your mouth, their mouth if they ask you to? And like most people were like, no. But in my head, I was like, yeah, I mean, I'd shit in their mouth. I mean, I'd make clear like, look, I'm not touching this afterwards. I'm not touching you or cleaning you afterwards. We're not fucking after I do this. Like if you want me to just like squat over you and shit in your mouth, I'll do that and I'll spend 20 minutes and smoke a cigarette and like I'll do that for you because I know that you're the person I want to spend my life with. But once I'm done, I'm leaving the room. I'm probably leaving the house and I, I don't want to have to engage with you. And those that would be like my terms of agreement. Like, oh my God, it would be a hard no for me. Yeah, well, obviously. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying is like, there's a lot of things that I would do uh, to okay. like indulge somebody, but there would be a lot of conditions you on would, it. It sounds to me like you would greatly prefer that you not shit on for someone's sure. mouth. Because like for me, like shitting, shitting is like my number one on like if I had to have a one to five scale, yeah. shitting is for sure my number one. Like it's not anything that I want to deal with whatsoever yeah. of like my hard limits list. I don't mind talking about it. It doesn't cause me any like psyche, psychic yeah. like, trauma to hear about it. It's just like, Ugh. well, that's why I put it at a three because on an emotional level, like <coughs> it doesn't function quite the way that I'm, I'm not morally repulsed, you know? And so yes. I, that's why I, you know, put it at a three, but, but in terms of uh, my gut level reaction, yeah, it's definitely at a five or six or whatever we're putting um next up from there for me like i guess at a two would be like physical hitting it's so, mm. like not things like spanking or where it's in like a controlled environment but some people are into like slapping each other or like hitting each other in the face or like really intensely wrestling and being very physical and that's just not like sexually attractive to me at all like mm -hmm. that kills the mood instantly like i've had a few people like because I feel like slapping in sex, like light slaps, is like a normal yeah, thing. It's become pretty normal. It's now. become pretty popular. Choking but I've had a few slapping now. I don't know. I don't do it, and I don't like it. Like it's the thing towards like, like I love this person, or I'm like in an intimate space with them. Like I don't want to do anything to physically harm them unless we've set up that dynamic. Yeah. And even then, like hitting somebody in the face is like extremely transgressive to yes, me. Yes. And I'm not into that. Um, I'm not trying to mess up these cute faces. You know yeah. what I mean. Um, but I would put spitting on people in that same category spitting, because like yeah. slapping someone and then spitting on them seem to go hand in hand. Well, if if it's for degradation, I think that that seems right. Like spitting and slapping seem degrading. The only way that I could see slapping being hot and I it, it, it wouldn't probably wind up being slaps, but that could be the dynamic is if you're in some a place where you're angry at each other and having that sort of transition from anger, like in a movie where you're going from anger to sex, if that dynamic actually, you know, opened up and we got physical, got physically violent with each other in a way where we could tell that we were both turned on and into it and had transitioned to this place, but we're going to get out our feelings in that way. Like I could see that being hot, but yeah, why would it even wind up being slaps? Probably it would be other kinds of, hitting mm -hmm. there is something about a slap that is just it's a little playful it's open-handed there's not an intense amount of aggression into it unless you really want to make it like a hard palm slap yeah like, like if it's hard enough to be hot it's hard it's too hard and if it's it's lighter than that then this stuff where people are patting each other spitting patting i don't know there's a lot of weird stuff especially i mean i don't know what people are doing in real life but i just porn, don't I don't enjoy spit whatsoever. It just, for some reason, is odd to me. Yeah. 
like I don't like slobber. I don't, yeah, it's a weird sensation where I just don't enjoy it. Like whenever people get their faces spit on or if like someone mm-hmm. spits in their hand, even just like lube themselves up. Like I don't find that attractive. I um, mean, that part's hot just because it's like so such a little amount of lube that you know it's going to hurt really badly when they insert. So I'm into that's that. That's different though. But not the spit. It's not the spit in and of itself. It's just yeah, the idea not- that you don't really have any lube. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, above that, I guess, would be like at like a three, and this is going to a pretty hard three, would be stuff like murder, mm-hmm. um, like snuff things and like intense choking, like with the intent to kill and not yeah. just for fun breath play type things. Yeah, that's not hot. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, wait, I changed that. That would be my four. Mm-hmm. My three would be blood. Okay. So like. Because I, I know a lot of people who are into blood play and really do enjoy that. And I feel like like I might be able to work myself into a space to where I could train be trained to cut somebody. Mm-hmm. But I don't like anything medical related. I don't like needles. I don't like watching surgery on TV, even if it's in a TV show. Yeah. None of that's entertaining to me. Like I don't mind it in a horror context if someone's like broken open. It's so it's so fantastical. Mm-hmm. It's removed from reality. It doesn't affect me. But as soon as it gets that air of realness to it, that really causes me a lot of like mental yeah. anguish. So that's my four. It's like, no, I don't want any blood involved, like unless it's, you know, period sex or whatever. That's fine. Because but, because the period stuff isn't about someone getting hurt. And what's turning you off is the idea of. And I'm not I'm danger. not causing this yeah. either. I'm not the active agent of destruction in like the situation. See, whereas period blood for me would be at a three or so um and like period if, blood and poop are on the same level for you well i put poop at a four ultimately oh yeah or a five no, you put a, it at a three with the one percent like little slip like i thought p was at a two and poop was at a four. Oh yeah you're right but then you're i right, sort of right. caveated to say any i don't know yeah. we're gonna have to uh <laughs> we're gonna have to draw something up but if katie wanted me to <coughs> uh cut her in some ways for some blood stuff i i could get into that easier more easily i think than i could get into p so i would put that at a one um now but that would only have to be in a a way that was very contained where i didn't feel any sense of possibility that i would actually be hurting her or you know like uh, anything where i would actually potentially possibly you know do her any real harm uh, would be completely off the so yeah that would be that would be my three. Four would be murder. There's just nothing enticing about that to me. Mm. I like, I mean, life-threatening situations I think can be sexy. Like, I'm running away from a thing. I'm in sure. terror. I can get into that mentally. I don't want that incorporated into my real sex life right. whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be my four. And then five would be stuff like cannibalism and necrophilia. So, oh, yeah. Oh, God. Necrophilia. Oof. So, like, if we're eating people, if we're fucking dead bodies. No, no, no. That's a, not a six or a five or whatever is the top of the scale. So, yeah, like, that's that's where I top out at. Okay. All the right. Well, that's thing. good to know. I didn't want to have to ask if you were, you know, turned on by necrophilia. So this is good yeah. that you're not. I'm sure there's things that fit into those categories that I didn't think of. But, like, the incest thing's not that big a deal for me because, like, like one of the oldest tropes is like I'm a bad girl and need to be punished like mm-hmm. implicit in that is like well you're some sort of authority figure probably a parent or like a teacher and you're gonna spank this like I'm yeah. a bad man. like okay so to yeah. me it's an easier space to slip into 
But yeah, it's just for me. It's imp- it's it's. I don't. I wonder why it's it's different for you because for me, it's very important that this not be a blood related relative that your your fantasy is about. I wouldn't say it's that different for us. It's not as if I'm actually engaging in that every night. I'm just putting myself in the space of like I could see myself doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe if I got there, it'd be different. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh no, I can't mm-hmm. put myself in that space. But gotcha. All right. So do you want to talk about the fetish of the week? Yeah, you want to smoke? Yeah. Okay, here's this. Yeah, we could definitely have a little song that comes up that's like... It's the fetish of the week. I don't know. Yeah. So this is one that I don't even know a whole, whole bunch about. Okay. But it's very interesting, and I figured we should look into it. And it's it falls into the category of aphelia, which is just like a sexual attraction too. So like pedophilia, right. things like that. So, but it's for sure a thing. Um, I'm gonna tell you the name of it and see if you can guess it. Okay. And I'm gonna fuck up saying this name. I'm sure. Autogonistophilia. Autogonistophilia. No. So ot. So so it's. Yeah. Autogonistophilia. So a u. Yeah. So a u t a g o n. I-S-T-O-P-H-I-L-A. Autogonist Ophelia. Autogonist. Okay, okay. Auto is in self. Gon is in like the gonads. And so it's something about playing with your own balls. Well, I mean, I think kind of, yes. Okay, so, but that's a starting point. Um. All right, all right. So, I mean, what could a guy possibly... Probably an, or girl. What could a person of balls i don't think you're gonna guess this and it's not specifically related to balls oh really no fine i was so proud of my attempt at latin you did good you should be proud thank you well i was really hoping there was also a fetish where they were very specific things that guys were doing to their balls oh there are we're just getting to those later on like where you have to make them into little puppets and put on a puppet show for the neighborhood children and that's gone to oh okay you want to know what it is? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm done guessing. I don't give a fuck. Autogonistophilia is uh, a paraphilia in which sexual arousal and orgasm are contingent upon displaying oneself in a live show, i.e. being observed, performing on stage, or on camera. Oh, uh, wait. But so where does the honest part come from? I don't fucking know. I don't speak Latin. I don't give a shit. Oh, just, I have to look up etymology. Um, okay, so... Read it one more time. So, it is when, or has been described as, a paraphilia in which sexual arousal and orgasm are contingent upon displaying oneself in a live show, i.e. being observed, performing on stage, or on camera. So, But this isn't exhibitionism, where you need a lot of people to be looking at you. So, like, streakers that get sexual pleasure are, like, exhibitionists. Okay. This is more akin to... I think like pragmatically where they like may like manufacture situations where their like genitals are on display, but like not like in a place where they have to be seen. It's just like they may be seen. So they're not waiting for someone necessarily like walk in on them. They just may like leave their balls out and like leave a blind spot open to where someone could see their balls. Yes. Um, 
so it's a little bit i think the pragmatic definition is a little different than like the clinical definition of having to be on stage Mm -hmm. but that's why i asked you that question earlier of like did you ever have you ever been turned on by being on stage because i feel like there's probably some people who have this thing but don't know it Mm. or a mild uh like fetish to it but don't know it Wait, but it's specifically about uh, showing your genitals when you're... So the clinical definition doesn't mention anything about the necessity to show genitals. Okay. But like all the popular definitions or like blogs I saw, the genitals were involved somehow. Okay. So, but I'm just wondering, maybe there's some stand-up comic out there or someone like one-man show person that was really getting off on like being on stage every night and like they might masturbate every night, but they might also be on stage every night and they Mm -hmm. might not notice that the nights they don't masturbate are the nights they're not on stage and that they're not even aware that this thing is an actual like fetish for them or a necessity for their orgasm. Cause like you've heard of people. think you wouldn't notice if you were like, Hmm, I love just getting off stage. I'm so turned on right now. No, because I think like how we described how we both have so many different feelings and emotions coming off stage. Yeah. I think it's very possible that that fetish could just get swept up in all those other emotions and no one would ever become cognizant of it. I mean, what would it even matter? Well, it's just like, what if, you know, there's some dude out there like who is like a great improviser he's an Mm. amazing improviser oh it's an improv person i'm just trying to be diverse you know we're saying stand-up but lots of people are on stage or like a public speaker probably these improv people who want to show their public speaker motivational speakers like Mm. uh principals they could be pulling their balls out like behind the podiums (coughs) just for a second yeah they walk out no one can see they just like let their balls out they're doing it i think yeah, they're they're the aware ones. Yeah, they become self-aware. I have a, an amount of respect for the balls out behind the podium guy. That is, I you know, I won't make a pun, but it's brave. No, but you know what I mean. Yeah, there's not a lot so of porn dumb for looking it. and just to like, what if he got caught just with his balls out? <laughs> you know, not enough guys get caught with their balls out. It tells me that y'all aren't really doing it very well, often. Well, people aren't really putting their balls out ever. Why not? they're delicate so like why would i remove them from this like like protective i don't give a shit if people see my balls i have no desire to show them you're not pulling your vulva out like pull out your pussy lips yeah it's like you gotta like be flexible and bend yeah same thing with balls you know where my balls are right now they're inside me yeah but not you but some of these people they seem very proud of their genitals it just seems like they pull them out more often no well, did dick pics tend to include balls? Depends on the angle huh. and how big the balls are. Temperature in the room. On that. Yeah. There's a lot of variables in dick pics. Mm-hmm. Like with pussy shots, it's, it's like, are your lips spread or open? It's, you know, what angle you are can like change it. But like with dick pics, I feel like there's a lot larger variable because depending on the size and angle changes the relative like size and scale of the dick. Yeah. Yeah, you're you not, really gotta get your angle right. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to really work to like fluff up some pussy lips to look bigger than they actually are. Is that something that people are doing? Like uh, mm-hmm. injections for their pussy lips? I'm have sure. Have they thought of that already? I'm sure someone's Botox like the outer lips. And I know they do some kind of rejuvenation <coughs> or whatever, rejuvenification with the hell? Yeah, vaginal rejuvenation is for sure a thing. I don't know what's involved what are they in doing? it. Yeah. I don't know. I because honestly, like I think I've seen maybe two vaginas that I've disliked in my entire life. Could you have 
done something with science to them to improve them? Oh, yeah. I mean, there are doctors that specialize in, like, pl- vagina plastic surgery. Like so, like, what would you have changed about the vaginas you didn't like? They were just, like, most vaginas are f- relatively busy. These were just super busy. Okay. It, they were a little unmanageable. A little too busy. A little too busy. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh-huh. I couldn't, yeah, they were just a little unmanageable. Um, like, there's not supposed to be an odd number of folds, you know? Or just like, like <laughs> or like if you have a super tiny clit and a very large, like, clitoral yeah, hood. It's mm-hmm. not bad that that is. It just makes it harder for me to, like, find, like, navigate. It's just like, a, it was a, a lot. Work. A lot of work. Mm-hmm. But I mean, out of the, I don't know, hundreds. But so, yeah, yeah. So if you two? did have a, a hood clit situation like that, is that what some doctors are pulling the hood hoods back and no, stuff? No, I think most people have problems with like their labia and like okay. the way that looks and like the relative like proportions of like your vulva and things so like wait, that. So wait, some people are trimming some labia up? Yeah. Oh, shit. I think some people don't like having like long labias and it's like uncomfortable <sighs> and self-conscious for them. Wow. Which, I just wonder if unless it really turns you off, don't do that, y'all. They're yeah, great. You know how you know how nice they are? Just mm. Man, you know how we don't respect people who get fake boobs? Yeah. I, we're going to feel that way about people who get vagina surgeries like that, aren't See, we? Again, th- that's a you thing. I, I don't know. I don't give a shit what you do to your boobs. Oh, right. Yeah, that's a me. Yeah. Thing. I, I just like, they're, I like natural. It's soft and, you know, looks Have you been right. with a lot of fake boobs? No, but I've so touched So you don't know they're not soft? I've touched, you know, they, people make you touch them. Yeah, but you've never really been with some fake boobs. You're right. Never, it's a bias. Never test driven them. You're right. It's a bias, but. You just, the car salesman just like let you like sit in the driver's seat, essentially. Like you just get looked and gave it a squeeze. That's just sitting in a driver's seat. You yeah, didn't even no, turn I, the car on. I have a bias toward the natural. It's true. I think like you for sure are what I would consider like a sexual like Republican or just vanilla. Yes. Yeah. You're just vanilla. You're vanilla AF. I, yeah, I mean, is that maybe that's the same thing? Republican well, and vanilla. I'm bouncing back and forth because in my head, vanilla just isn't into anything else. But I think I might go with the sexual Republican because yeah. you actively dislike and are turned off by. Right. Like, and I things. have certain certain non vanilla uh tastes or whatever mm-hmm. but yeah definitely yeah yeah you're right yeah, yeah your fantasies some, yeah but your erotica but essentially so that's republican in my approach toward being, a, being um, into that erotica mm-hmm. is the most conservative way to get into weird things yeah well so what maybe i'm a, a sexual republican that's no, fine so instead of being what is it people always say they're like republican about financial but not social uh, issues i'm fiscally I'm conservative but socially liberal right like I'm just sexually conservative. I think that's fair. For sure fair. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that I... Uh, I don't want to come... You know, like... But that doesn't mean that I... <coughs> that's a position. You know what I mean? That's a temperament. Um, I make my decisions based on a lot of things. But I do think it's a... I would like to be honest about my gut instincts and gut reactions toward things. That's probably why I like enjoy doing this podcast. Because um, it's hard to be honest about conservatism these days you know man i'm just gonna get a sound bite of that clip and it's gonna get us <laughs> so many listeners no. queer lady uh, says it's hard to be honest about conservatism just so many like bubba's came so many places just now like oh finally we got one Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm gonna i think that's a good place sure. to cut it off there